From somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Well, yes, thank you very much, Mr. Rob Roop. Mike here, my wife Jenny with us. Hello. Hey, I'm back. Yeah, well, you were here last night. Yeah, last I'm back. Week. You're back. You're back. Uh, recording this Sunday night, Easter uh, night, so I hope everyone had a happy Easter weekend. It wasn't too bad with us, kind of low-key, kind of a cool thing. Yeah. I worked. You worked. Uh, and it was busy as ever. But you didn't you didn't work too much today, but it was no, still... No, had, they had mercy on my soul. They had mercy on your soul, but even though you had reduced hours today, you still dealt with a lot of customers. Yeah, I mean, they were really good, too. So. Okay. Yeah, well, no I mean, complaints there, just a lot of them. Yeah, just a lot of customers, not a lot of complaints. So that's good. But like uh, the kids had the Easter egg hunt uh, this afternoon. You had them all in the living room. I did. Well, I guess I could have. You hit put them. two on one place. Yes, I did. I put two at each window, mm. so they were able to find candy and get candy, and that's what they liked. Um, we had Easter dinner yesterday. Pretty and good leftovers stuff. today. Leftovers today, and it kept pretty well in the uh, the uh, the freezer. Uh, and your mom is a. Uh, is a expert when it comes to freezing food. She's a very nice lady, yeah. <laughs> she is a very nice lady. I mean, what we did with the uh, the Easter eggs, I mean, basically we had, um, we had like uh, a few candy bars in each one, little, uh, little Hershey crackle good bar candy pieces. No Hydrox to be found. No Hydrox cookies like the food that built America. And by the way, we're going to talk about that a little bit here in a few moments, but... Uh, uh, a couple of pennies. Is that what you did when you growing up? You had you had uh, coins in the in the mm-hmm. eggs. Yeah, very nice. What did you do? Uh, we we had the Easter egg hunt. We went. We actually hard boiled the eggs and then colored them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I you, can't stand the smell, so we're not doing that. Okay, you don't. Yeah, you're not a big hard boiled egg gal. But uh, what my mom would do with the the uh, Easter eggs is that she would turn them into egg salad for sandwiches throughout the week. No, but, but reduce, reuse, recycle. Yes, and they were good. But the thing is, is like the dye would kind of leak into the shell, so you would have like pink, blue, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You, you probably did, if you saw a little green in there, you, it's probably best not to eat that after three days. But it was uh, it was good stuff. But we we used to hard boil and dye the eggs growing up. So uh, we haven't done that. And yet. if you gave me a hard boiled egg, I'd probably die. Really. <laughs> Man, I didn't know that. Um, I hate them. Oh, you hate hard-boiled eggs. Yeah. They are your cottage cheese. Yes. Or is cottage cheese my hard-boiled egg? One will never know. Because um, we're not eating it. We're not eating either one. I'm not eating cottage cheese anyway. Mm. Uh, by the way, uh, we, we are kind of getting ready for warmer days ahead. I mean, it's been kind of weird uh, Easter weekend because it's been windy outside. Uh, got down like 27 last night. But I was able this weekend... To get our front porch chairs out from the house, Yay. I felt accomplished doing that, and I'm thinking hopefully here in a couple of weeks, you know, some uh, porch beers, you know, just enjoying the sunset, enjoying warm weather and mosquitoes and mosquitoes. Uh, but one thing, because we uh, during the winter months we put them in the attic above the garage, and it used to be with my previous vocation, you know, I wasn't in the best shape. I wouldn't say I'm very. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm in the best shape now, but I'm in a lot better shape than I was. It used to be like I would get out of breath trying to put them up and take them down. You know, the, the, that narrow flight of stairs. but With a broken step. With a broken step. Affleck. But uh, going up and down the ladder uh, this Affleck. weekend, 
going up and down the ladder this weekend, um, like, I didn't feel out of breath or anything. Like, I felt a few minor aches and pains, but that's just because, you know, I do physical labor now. And I just, I, I do feel a little better. Like, I didn't feel gassed. You know, I, I, I don't know if I could really do that uh, if I was still in the previous vocation. Because I, I don't know if I look healthier to you or what. Do I? You have lost a lot of weight and gained right. a lot of muscle. Okay. So but, but I've been on to you lately because you drink two beers before bed, which is terrible for your heart. <laughs> yeah. You told me. I'm like, you really shouldn't do that. Well, I don't do that every night. I did that like Friday night and I did it mm. uh, last night. But like, I, I would have to think though, if I would, I was still in the previous vocation, I'd, you know, be like fat, bald, and unloved or something. I don't know. I just... Is that a new Netflix series? It, it is. It should be. But I just felt better about myself. Now, speaking of... Um, I, I, get, I don't even know if this is really broadcasting. It's a podcast. It's podcasting. But I mentioned last week, because you are a busy person, we are all busy, and it's just kind of hard for us to both be in the studio at the same time, uh, that there's going to be times that you're unable to do this with me. I do love it when you're in here with me because you kind of keep me grounded and keep me from flying off the rails and crap. Uh, I'm not going to say who this is yet. But they will not keep you from flying off the rails. No, they won't. This, this could I get, know this person. Th this could get derailed in a hurry next but week. But very entertaining. It will be entertaining. There could be a few other people on this one next week. But basically, this is going to be the beta test for guest hosting. Ask them how they got lost getting pizza for a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have to spoil it, but uh, I, 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 I was hey, talking, that could be anyone. Could be anybody who brought us pizza to our uh, rehearsal dinner. Um, but uh, the thing is, is like uh, I, I just told him, look, this is just conversational. You don't have to be wacky morning DJ. Just be you. Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? <laughs> you, you won't believe what I read on Reddit today. Um, but like, uh, I, I just told this person, look, be you, be conversational. And you'll be fine. And, and basically, this is going to be kind of a beta test on how to do things. From a technological standpoint, I'm still figuring things out about the podcast. But I figure, okay, make an appointment with this person to do the podcast with me. Your Atomic Habit. Your Atomic Habit. Yeah, thank you very much, James Clear. Like, he listens. It's right here. The book is right here. But um, but I just said, you know, look, it, it, this could be a Saturday afternoon or Sunday afternoon. If you got a little time to kill, you know, and, and who better to waste time than somebody you know? Um, yeah, just uh, help me troubleshoot this, and then once the tape gets rolling here, so to speak, we just go with it, and we'll see what happens. But uh, if it's successful, this person branch off to other guest hosts, people that I know, and who knows? Maybe, maybe people you don't know. Maybe people I don't know. Maybe I'll talk to somebody famous, a celebrity type. Who might annoy Emerald me? Emerald Lagasse. <laughs> Emerald Lagasse. Bam. Yeah. Tell, tell me what you really think of that fat bastard Guy Fieri, man. Yeah. Guy Fieri. Yes. So we'll see what happens. All right. Uh, a couple things to nerd out about um, because uh, uh, tomorrow night is the series season premiere of the season the, the last season of Better Call Saul. Season premiere of the final season of yes. Better Call Saul. Like yeah, you would think again grounded. Grounded. Thank you. Uh, very excited about that, and I guess AMC uh, from uh, for the last few weeks every Saturday, and it's kind of hard to sit down and do it when you got kids running around. But uh, Breaking Bad marathon because Breaking Bad pretty much uh, is where Better Call Saul spawns out of. And um, last night they showed the last few episodes of Breaking Bad, 
and it just floors me how good that show was and like how cinematic the uh, the last few episodes were you know when Walter White admits the real reason he did things when Jesse you know is being held captive and just the horrible things that this you know Nazi meth biker gang was doing to him uh yeah pretty rough stuff and then you know just it was such a well acted series and it's uh it's very cool that uh, it was on television but uh, better call Saul it's it's one of those things where like your mentality changes with a TV show because it used to be back in the day when a show was oh this is going to be its final season or it gets canceled you get the spot because oh man I really like that show right now that everything streams you go back and look at the good stuff you don't you don't want everything to be like the Simpsons where it goes on for four or five hundred episodes too long you know what I mean mm-hmm. I mean you, you, you've got shows like that Futurama Futurama they are bringing that back yeah I don't know yeah yeah it, you know the first four or five times it was canceled and brought back it was good but you know mm-hmm. you, you're kind of like have they got that thing situated with John Demanche or yeah no? okay. he's coming back okay he's getting paid that's good oh yeah uh, something that's a little uh, low budget that we both love I mean we have we have shows that we watch together and one of those uh, coming on here later on tonight on the History Channel food that built America uh, yes it's it's both educational and cheesy educational because you find out about all these entrepreneurs and all these uh, and you know, cheesy because of Ray Kroc Right, because he adds <laughs> cheese to every goddamn thing. But, Mike! Uh, but, gar- gosh darn thing, sorry Easter. Um, but the thing is, like the acting, like these are like dinner theater actors, you know what I mean? They're like, oh, I didn't get my big break, but I can play Ray Kroc. I can yeah, play, you can. Yeah, you can. I can play Colonel Sanders. I can do all this stuff. But that, uh, That's your favorite. Yeah, yeah. But uh, one of uh, Colonel Sanders' protégés was Dave Thomas. And he ran some KFCs in Columbus, Ohio, and kind of helped them, uh, you know, establish themselves. And, of course, that last week's episode was about him and how, like, he got kind of screwed out of some money. He was 37 years old and had five kids. 37 years old, five kids. And he said, what the hell, I'm going to start my own restaurant. And he did. It was Wendy's. And just, this dude. We're going to put all this crap in a bucket. Here you go. Yeah. This dude was just a friggin' genius. I mean, I remember seeing an A&E biography about him, like, maybe 20 years back, and maybe it was, like, background music. You mean, like, what, 1980? 1980. Back in 1980, when I was three months old, I was watching A&E biography. You want to know how old I was? Uh, you Okay. So, anyway, uh, but but they, they said that uh, he was, you know, um, Colonel Sanders' protege and that, and I'm like, okay, he knew some stuff. He got his own restaurant for He was his Jesse. He was his Jesse to his Walter White. That's right. and But but the thing is about Dave was like when he was on board with KFC, he was the guy that came up with the iconic red and white awning. He was the guy that kind of came up with the bucket. And the three-point drive-thru. The three-point drive-thru. I educated my coworkers about that. They're like, what? And also consumer psychology. Yes. The whole... Small, medium, large. Yes, he came up with that when he was uh, uh, doing Wendy's. Like, mm. and then he would reuse burgers for chili and like everything. Can we have chili? Yeah, I love chili. But like everything he did, like, and it wasn't like all this stuff was instantly successful. He was just like, okay, here's what I want to do. Okay, it's failing. Why is it failing? And he would come up with an idea to make it work. Like you know, you were talking about the 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 small, medium, large psychology thing. Mm-hmm. His burgers. 
were bigger than McDonald's, and they were squared because... And bigger than the Whopper. Bigger than the Whopper, and they were squared because it was more efficient to cook, and we could cook more on the griddle because of that. Yeah, because it's a square, not a circle. Square, not a circle. He's using more surface. Like, he's thinking of all this crap that a lot of people wouldn't. And, like, he's selling these bigger burgers, but people were like, I don't know, it's too much burger, so... Not today. <laughs> not today, son, no. Can I have a double stack? Yeah, so he had Double the, burger, double stack. He had a single and a double, and so rather than shrink the burgers, he puts a triple on the menu. Not because he thinks the triple's going to sell a whole hell of a lot, but because, oh, I don't know, triple's too much. Just just give me a double. It's like a medium. It's like a medium burger. It's like a medium meat soda. You know, that, that, that sort of mentality... He brought to fast food, and you mentioned the three-point drive-through. You know, yeah. You order, you pay, you pick up. Yeah, keeps the line moving. And people don't realize how long they're waiting. No, no, they do. Well, yeah, some restaurants <laughs> right nowadays like ask me how I know. Yeah. Well, we, well, because some customers count it is when they pull in the parking lot. I'm like, no, it doesn't work like that. No, it no. does not work like that. I've been waiting twenty minutes. I'm like five. Five. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Which is still a little long, but, you know. Well, because you work at a pretty well-known place, mm-hmm. and the traffic through the drive-thru. Ah, yeah, it's I'm always having nuts. flashbacks from leaving today. Yeah, the thing with me is, like, with places like where you work or McDonald's or anything, like, I know that drive is going to be wrapped, so it's quicker for me to park the friggin' car and go inside and order. Of course, the last two years was a little harder to do because of these... We're all in this together times. Yeah. But like the I remember those times. Yeah. Those were dark times. Every time my boss says to like um like another manager is just like, Oh yeah, she was with me during the darkest uh, during COVID <laughs> and stuff. I'm like I said those were dark times and she just starts laughing because she knows. Do do you ever have like uh, the doors this is the uh, Yeah. Playing in the background. Oh yeah. That was your apocalypse now. That was you going up the river looking for Colonel Cuts. Uh, yeah, that's Colonel it. Sanders? Colonel Sanders. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that was a good episode with uh, Dave Thomas because that dude was just flat-out phenomenal and just like it. You know they show that before they show the new one, right? Oh, man. they got to yeah. watch it again. Okay. Well, <laughs> we can find it, man. I, I, I did. Uh, that was probably, like, my favorite one. Really? Yeah. I mean, like, uh, the, the we also watched the, uh, the Oreo Hydrox debacle. That's funny because these guys come up with a sandwich cookie before Nabisco does, and they give it the marketable name Hydrox. Yeah, you know, Captain Kill. Yeah, why don't you just call it Clorox Hydrox? God. Yeah, I did buy bleach this weekend. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, by the way, good news for the uh, the idiot that uh, spent all that money on the uh, last football that Tom Brady ever threw that turned out not to be the last football they ever threw. He can return it, right? Yeah. The, the good news is he never got the ball. He never exchanged the cash. It was, it was a transaction that never happened and will not happen. They avoided that out. So I guess good Good on him. Uh, they're not being hard-ons about it. But, again, kind of kind of going back to what well, we... Listen, man, sorry. It's false advertising. Well, yeah. It is. It's false advertising. Because Tom Brady's pulling a Brett Favre, and he doesn't know if he's going to you know retire or not. And it's like... <laughs> it's Tom McCabot's man. Well, Brady's a, ha- a creature of habit, and like I think it's he's hard. just a creature. He's just a, you know just a you know smiling. No motor weapon can kill this creature. <laughs> he's just a creature of habit, and like I like you and I kind of talked about this off mic. Like what he doesn't know what to do with himself. You know what I mean? He just does not know what to do with himself. And volunteer, you know, volunteer. But like football, when football is your life, and that's all you know. That's 
because you identify yourself as a quarterback and maybe not the habits or the mythology that you put into being a quarterback, I think that's why he's doing what he's doing. You know, kind of going back to the Atomic Habits book, maybe Tom Brady needs to read that because he is a creature of habit, Maybe, but maybe, you know, maybe his retirement, if he ever decides to take one and stick with it, would be happier if he did that. But, uh, yeah, that sale's been voided out. Uh, one sale people are trying to get voided out because they don't want him to take over whatsoever. Uh, the potential hostile takeover of Twitter by Elon Musk, which I find to be incredibly entertaining because of the freakout going on Twitter uh, with mainstream media types. We were talking about this last week a little bit. You want me to shake your hand? <laughs> no, well, I'm just I'm gesturing. I just it's a, it's an old habit from back in the day. You're gesturing, but that's not you moving your hand. That's just one part of the hand. I'll the let thumb. It, the thumb, exactly. You're hitchhiking in the. Podcast. You always slap your legs too. I do well, especially during football games. I'll slap my legs. Yeah, I'll it's clap annoying. My hands. It's great. No, but uh, last week we were talking about how Elon Musk pawed in uh, about nine point two percent of all Twitter stock. So I mean, he owns a good chunk. It's not a majority share, but it's a good chunk. He's and a good chunk. We got Logan in the studio, and yes, he is a chunk. But like we were talking about his potential move to being on the board of directors. Hours after we cut the podcast, it was announced Sunday night that Elon Musk will not join the board of directors. And at first, I was like, well, that's kind of weird. And he everybody, wants to buy more stock. Yes, we're getting to that. Because some people are like, well, maybe he's just fleek, uh, you know, just you know, flaking out. Because Elon does have a habit of doing that. You know, he's uh, he's slightly autistic, and he does have a mind that kind of goes in different directions and doesn't, you know, think the same way other people do. Then some people were like, well, maybe he's trying to get rid of his stock. And I'm like, why would you buy stock and then just sell it after making very public that, hey, I own 9.2% of a company? Buried in one of the stories was the fact that if he joined the board of directors during his duration of being on the board, plus 90 days after he decides to step down, he would be capped at 15.9% stock, so he couldn't buy more. So that was why. And a lot of people didn't realize that. And now he's trying to buy a bunch of stock and try to become the majority share. It's all a bit technical. It's a lot technical, yeah. <laughs> Just to uh, paraphrase uh, 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 Bruce Wayne, Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne. Very technical, but now people are f freaking out because they think that he's going to let, like, right-wing hate groups run rampant on Twitter or something because there's like, oh, he's going to let Trump back on Twitter or he's going to let the Babylon Bee back on Twitter or all these other things. And a lot of the blue checkmark types especially are freaking out because, well, there's that prestige of being a blue checkmark type and being right and smarter than other people about things, which I hope to God if he does take over Twitter, he changes because those people are obnoxious. I mean, it can't be any worse than it is right now. Twitter's not a real place. It's not. And, and that's what's really weird is people are freaking out about a place that Dave Chappelle famously said was not real. And that's been, like, the story. I mean, I think everybody's forgotten about Will Smith and Jada Pickett Smith for now. Um, Remember on Married at First Sight this Wednesday, this past Wednesday, you said, yeah, you're you're my Jada to my Will. I'm like, oh! <laughs> I think I remember hearing that before I passed out Wednesday. Uh, You're like, what? Uh, blah, uh. Back at the old place, back when I used to do radio, never did I go on air and think, I'm going to say something, and anybody that hears the sound of my voice 
is going to obey everything I do. I don't obey do. anything you tell me. He doesn't obey everything I tell him, and he's not even one yet. He will be soon. He will be soon, and he'll be a little bit disobedient. Not like his sisters, but he will be a <laughs> little bit disobedient. Hazel's a really good, obedient girl. She has her moments, yeah. But she's loud. She's very loud, but she's also not a journalist. And that's and that's what I just I roll my eyes at this crap because like, if you're a journalist and you're not playing detective, if you're not asking questions and you actually think you get to shape public opinion and policy, get stuffed, because that's just it's arrogant to think that way. And that's and that's one reason why I would love to see Elon Musk buy a bigger portion of Twitter. Hi, Logan. Another reason is like um, one of my favorite things to do, especially this morning while you were at work, I went to the Washington Post Facebook uh, page, which is just rife with anti-Elon Musk uh, uh, stories, and all these people talking about how a billionaire shouldn't have all this control of Twitter. The Washington Post is owned by Jeff Bezos. <laughs> it's it's the Amazon press, man, mm. and. You know, all these people... Compl- hey, we just got stuff from Amazon today. We did. We're hypocrites. But here's the thing. is like all these people that are, you know, essentially bitching about Elon, like when the, the, the shutdown happened two years ago and nobody was allowed to go to the store, if you were only a few people at a time and you had to wear masks and all that stuff, who do you think made a lot of money during that? <laughs> That'd be Jeff Bezos. And he owns a bunch of stuff. So you, you can't, the, the lack of awareness is frightening, especially when, again, Twitter's not a real place, and Bezos supposedly owns something that is real, and that's journalism. I don't think I really believe in that anymore. But uh, just uh, some of the stuff. Now, I, I did make uh, mention that I went into the comment section of the Washington Post. I've been uh, a few comment sections because I find that entertaining now, how people react to things. There are five cliches that I uh, I absolutely abhor going like when when you say when you comment on a story if you're one of the brave souls to put your opinion out there on anything and somebody reacts and some of the reactions you get these are five that make my teeth grit that make me face palm myself like Stan Marsh from South Park uh, number five would be don't you care uh, number four would be truth to power. I think that one gets me rolling my eyes into the back of my head where I can see my brain a little bit. Mm. Uh, number three would be do better. Number what does that mean, do better? Yeah. Oh, you you think that? You think that's the way the world is? Oh, do better. I've never heard that. Oh, it's a delight. Number two, educate yourself. Yeah, I hate that one. <sighs> that's, it's, it's bad, but it's not as bad as my number one, and that would be read the story even if you do read the story. And the reason I came up with this uh, little list, it, this actually happened with uh, Not the Bee, which is a uh, kind of a sub-thing for Babylon Bee. And, it, it, and for those playing along at home, Babylon Bee is kind of like the, the right-wing Christian version of The Onion. And it's got some funny stuff on there, but uh, Not the Bee kind of comments on serious stories, right? Mm-hmm. And the story that they commented on, uh, they, they posted, was this uh, really weird one out of Kentucky where uh, a gentleman whose birthday was coming up, uh, he told his bosses, hey, look, don't make a big deal about my birthday, right? Don't make a big deal about my birthday. I don't want any attention drawn to me. Please don't do this, right? Uh-huh. So like any good management team, they made a big deal about his birthday and drew attention to it. 
and had a big party and it caused him to have a panic attack because I guess he's uh, prone to anxiety. He goes out into his car, pretty much hyperventilates and has a meltdown. Sends texts to his boss saying, I can't go back into work. I can't go back into work. And I think he ultimately gets fired by the management team because they didn't like his attitude. He goes to court and uh, wins $425,000 for wrongful termination. And my comment on on the Facebook page was, well, I don't know if that's worth $425,000, but you shouldn't be throwing the dude a birthday party if he doesn't want it. You know? I mean, I hate making a big deal about my birthday. If you take me out to dinner or make me a dinner for my birthday, I'm cool. I don't want everybody... You got a massage for your birthday. I got a massage for my birthday, but there wasn't like a room full of people singing happy birthday to me and make me stand on a chair and spin around and do the hokey pokey or whatever, because that would give me anxiety. But I said, you know, they should never throw him a party. He said, don't throw me a party. And the comments are, did you read the story? They didn't fire him because... He, he's not suing because of the party. And I'm like, look, he got wrongfully terminated because they threw him a party he didn't want. <laughs> There's a lot of cause and effect here. And it just drives me nuts dealing with some of the comments on social media. Again, not a real place, but it drives you insane because people don't see the world as you do. Now, you're not a big party person. Who's <laughs> in tight. But we are having a birthday party for Logan. Yeah, but we're not, you know... As far as I know, he doesn't have anxiety about that sort of thing. No, let's hope not. Let's hope not. Yeah, baby meltdown. But, I mean, have, have you ever been embarrassed about somebody trying to make a big deal about something? And yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Do you care to share? No. No. Okay. All I want to say is, like, I don't, I don't appreciate people making a big deal about anything. In fact, like when my birthday came uh, a few months ago, I didn't tell anybody at work. I kept quiet about it because I didn't want people to be like, oh, you have to work on your birthday. Oh, I know. I had a baby on my birthday. I don't want to hear it. Well, but you wanted to have that baby on your birthday. Yeah. You share it with your oldest daughter. That's that's hella cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is a big deal. But, you know, it's not worth, you know, is it worth your employers, like, making a big deal of it at work to you? Would you want everybody just to stop and just sing happy birthday to you in an awkward fashion. Well, no one likes that, but I like that. Oh, hey, happy birthday. I like, yeah. Because like, I'm like, every time it gets close, I'm like, oh, my birthday's in so many days. Yeah. And then like, happy birthday. Like, thanks, I'm here. <laughs> like, I hope no one yells at me today. I've yeah. Ma- I've made it through another uh, revolution of this planet. It's awesome. But, uh, It's a little yeah. bit more tilted than usual. A little more tilty. Yes. <laughs> tilty? Tilty. Yeah. That's a new word. I, we just invented tilty. Hmm. Um, oh, I uh, guess we wrap it up with this. Pinball? Uh, uh, speaking of wrapping up, uh, the, the this would wrap around you. These are disgusting animals. I don't know why people own them, but snakes. You remember a couple months back when I talked about... No. You don't remember this at all. The dude in Maryland who was found dead in his house, and he had, like, hundreds of venomous snakes in his house. Like, he was licensed to have them, but they were in his house, and tr- uh, the autopsy results came in. He died of envenomization, the official result. That's Latin for snake bite. Who would have saw that coming, right? But the coroner? I, the court, well, God, anybody with eyeballs. Hell, anybody who's blind could see that coming. Oh, you have a house full of thousands of, hundreds of poisonous snakes? Yeah, you're going to die. Um, 
But, you know, and I don't want to make too light of his uh, ultimate demise there, but there, there comes a time, like, if, if you have about a hundred-odd venomous snakes in your house, you're pretty much saying adieu to a lot of things. Like, you've pretty much given up on dating. Who would you... In mice. In mice. <laughs> Forget a cat, get a, oh, get a snake. Yeah, get, Get a few asps. It's it's just the same That's as having a cat. That's how Cleopatra went. Yeah, she didn't die from a poisonous cat bite. She <laughs> died from a, She died because she wanted to get rid of rats and stuff. Yeah, but like, who do you bring over? I mean, what gal no. would see? Would go over to a dude's house and go, oh man, that's sexy. I want to make love with you right now on this couch. There might be a few out there. There might be a few. Well, yeah. Um, was there ever an animal that was a turnoff for you? No, snakes. Snakes, yeah. Um, I don't really like dogs. Well, you're either a cat person or a dog person, but I don't see, like, either one being kind of a deal breaker. Well, I guess it would depend on the breed of dog. Because if it's, if it's like, you know, a golden... You're, you're not going to be looked at with a lot of favor with the, the opposite sex, or any sex for that matter. There's like 47 of them out there now. All right, that's it for us. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Until later. Later. I left a long time ago. You've been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at Facebook.com backslash M. Davidson Live. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at Davidson Live. 